Three. 
Precisa aprender inglês Precisa aprender o que eu sei E o que eu não sei mais Comigo vai tudo azul Contigo vai tudo em paz Vivemos na melhor cidade Da América do Sul Da América do Sul Você precisa Você precisa Não sei Leia na minha camisa
You've taken the title of the song From a life that's beyond To something that you could hold on to But is it wrong to sing along When all of the words They just get on your nerves But the verse is ringing out like a curse I'm tired of this old refrain It's the chorus you sang When you had no one to blame But yourself was singing it all in vain singing it all in vain
We made it. Can you hear me? Loud and clear? Um, I actually cannot hear oh, you. That stupid mic issue. <laughs> what about this one? Um, let's test it out. I actually was going to check the... No, what? Wait, wait, maybe you're, it's one of these. Hold on. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Talk again. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Talk again. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Oh, I can hear you on this one now. Um, so that's mic three. Yeah, they switched it on us. I think this is what this paper says. It's just a bit confusing. They, they screwed us again and again. This is how they keep us young. They just keep us guessing. It's actually quite clean in here. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pammy. <laughs> I like that little... Uh, I don't know, that little piano. It's like a red little. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like a, it has a very innocent, pure sound. Oh, my God. We still have that old church piano. Yeah. I love it. What I, the? I love Muni Radio. The art's not bad. It's different, though, right? Yeah. I think it's like collages. Um, That's really cool. It's like, mm, it looks like things that might have happened in real life, but then it looks like they're painted. They're not photographs hmm. but i could be wrong right <laughs> and then it says f you just fuck that shit fuck that shit <laughs> oh that's right i was like f you 77 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks like it looks you, have, you have a wider perspective than I, do. I do i have a realist realistic perspective that's pretty cool um it keeps it real Keeps it real. Speaking of keeping it real, uh, Cypress Hill um, is going to release their first album in eight years. And let me tell you, there are some other bands that are coming out of the woodwork and releasing albums after eight years. And I'm wondering what's going on. But I'm not complaining. There's a bug. There's something happening. Yeah. (laughs) And they're calling it Elephants on Acid. And that will be (laughs) released on September 28th. So it's coming up. Uh, they announced their return by unveiling new single, Band of Gypsies, taken from Elephants on Acid. The group have also announced a string of UK tour dates in the winter and will visit Manchester, Leeds, Glasgow, Birmingham, and London in November and December of this year. Buy the tickets. Uh, about the new album, uh, Send Dog said, We wanted to achieve something new and make something different from the last album. Not that we hated the last album, but we wanted something with a heavy Cypress vibe on it. And we achieved that. It's a pure Cypress Hill album from start to end. With DJ Muggs at the helm, Elephants on Acid is the first album he has produced since 2004's Till Death Do Us Part. Speaking about the album, Sendog said, anything can happen when Muggs, Be Real, and myself get together. We've grown up as men now, but the chemistry is still the same. He continued, when we came out in the 90s, we sounded like nobody else. We sounded like ourselves. This is another continuation. Asked by Enemy about the title of the album, Sendog revealed that DJ Muggs came up with the name. The name Elephants on Acid, DJ Muggs came up with that name. I know what it means for me, but it might mean something different to everyone else. To me, Elephants on Acid is the ability to be weird and to be strange with music. It's not following the same cycle of whatever is hot at the same time. Muggs also revealed that he started collecting ideas for the album in 2013 after dreaming about an out-of-body experience mm-hmm. of a man with an elephant head. <laughs> Taking acid. Is that our president? 
Um, <sighs> crafting beats globally. Mugs traveled far and wide. Recording in Egypt, Jordan, and the Joshua Tree. Ah, good mix. Mm-hmm. When asked about the delay between albums, Sendog added, with this one, we were being very cautious with the steps that we took and other projects came up. People started doing other things. Overall, I think we were just being cautious. We wanted to make sure it's an accurate representation of what Cypress Hill is. We wrote a lot of songs, too. Shit happens sometimes. It takes a long time. And the track listing and the tour dates. I'm sure they're going to have some here in the States. But Mm -hmm. as you guys already know, um, Be Real teamed up with members of Public Enemy and Rage Against the Machine. And they were doing Prophets of Rage, I guess, the past two and a half, three years. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. They were at the Shoreline last year, right? Or two years ago? They were... I think they were at Concord recently. I missed that show. They did it with somebody else famous, like Avenge Sevenfold or something. No. Um, But I did see them at Shoreline in 2016, and that was pretty amazing to see um, Tom Morello. He's definitely... I have to legend, you know, yeah. say like from our I guess from our generation you know growing up in the 90s when you listen to other bands they're great don't get me wrong but in terms of like being an actual musician it's like holy shit yeah. he, he's like representing out there yeah so props to him and he's really political which I like yeah <laughs> But but not in like he's. I feel like he's not preaching. He's not preaching. Yeah, he's kind of like living it. Like this This is is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So I always kind of admired that, and you know, was sad that I missed out on seeing Rage the few times I, you know, could have hitched a ride and probably been brutally murdered, but (laughs) decided not to. Worth it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, especially you know hearing about things in the news right now, but. yeah. <laughs> um, I almost went to Oakland last night, by the way. Oh, you did? Glad I didn't. Why? What happened? There was another stabbing on the BART at MacArthur Station. Another one? Mm-hmm. I have not been keeping up with any news, and I was blissfully Yeah, I don't oblivious. know how it came up on like my Facebook feed, I guess, from you know what happened recently with yeah. Neil Wilson being slain on the BART. But I thought yesterday was her memorial. Yeah. So this time it wasn't fatal. I think the guy's in the hospital now, but some guy was you know stabbed last night on the bar at macarthur on the station. neck i don't know where he was stabbed. oh because he went like that and i was like fuck <laughs> that's like that's serious to the yeah that's like to your lifeline right but there it's, it sounds like he survived so i guess there's there's something positive to say but it's like jesus christ oh yeah yeah <sighs> anyways i don't know how that came up but oh because um you were gonna go to oakland yeah <laughs> politics Oakland. Uh, <laughs> they go hand in hand <laughs> um i have a uh, smashing pumpkins in the news they have been touring so it's a little bit about how bunkers their anniversary concert was mm-hmm. uh this uh, billy corgan and co cover sugar ray's fly mm-hmm. with mark mcgrath mm-hmm. oh okay perform whole songs with Courtney Love and revisit Snail for the first time in 18 years. Wow. The Smashing Pumpkins ongoing shiny and no so bright reunion tour touched down in home Clumdell, New Jersey. <laughs> Where that at? <laughs> uh, on Thursday night for a special 30th anniversary concert. 
for the one-off performance, the band was joined by a number of notable guests, including Billy Corgan's one-time girlfriend and collaborator, Courtney Love, Devtone's frontman, Chino Moreno, and Peter Hook of Joy Division and in New Order. Hook's mm-hmm. son, Jack Bates, currently serves as the Smashing, the Smashing Pumpkins touring bassist. <laughs> Moreno was the first guest to take the stage, joining the Pumpkins for a rare performance of Bodies from Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. <clears throat> and the Gish track Snail, the latter hadn't been performed live since 2000. Next, the killers Dave Kuning and Mark Stromer um, sat in Shara Bra- for Shara Brock in se- 1979. Oh, and the shit. most left field moment of the night, Smash and Pumpkins cover Sugar Ray's hit song Fly with the band singer Mark McGrath. That's so awesome. McGrath, who filmed several of the tour's background visuals, also participated in the cover of Judas Priest Breaking the Law. Yes! <laughs> Levin came out to lead the Pumpkins in the, uh, performing a pair of whole songs in the form of Celebrity Skin and Malibu, both of which were co-written by Corgan. She also stuck around for Pumpkins' own Bullet with Butterfly Wings. <laughs> Hook guested for performances of the New Order's Age of Consent and Joy Division's Transmission, the latter of which was also featured on the p- on a appearance from AFI's Davey Havoc what the <laughs> fuck uh, <laughs> to close the set Havoc Hook and Love all joined the pumpkins for a cover of Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart Jesus oh my god <laughs> Um, so set list is Rocket, Siva, Rhinoceros, Zero, The Everlasting Gaze, All the Way Down to Mayonnaise, Bodies, um, performed with Chino Moreno, mm-hmm. uh, Tonight Tonight, Stairway to Heaven. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, we talked Was about Robert there? <laughs> That would, you know, I don't think <laughs> I would be shocked by that anymore. With his lion crow, yeah. he's like, may I join? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Jimmy like, wasn't down. everything in the kitchen sink. I was thinking of this last night. You know how I get like these random ideas, but I was thinking that was literally like the equivalent, the musical equivalent of the Avengers or Justice League. Yes, definitely. Should, somebody lit- should let him know. He's very active on Instagram, so I, I, okay. I found out I'll do this it. weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna hashtag this and hashtag that. No, he does like the question thing. Oh. You could ask him a question. Oh, okay. And I'll then, answer. And then, depending on if he likes your question or not, he'll block you. On Instagram. On Instagram. Okay, I'll look for it. <laughs> his name is uh, William Patrick Corgan. William Patrick Corgan. Oh, he's the one that took his son to Disneyland. Yeah. He's a little boy. He's a little boy. Oh, he takes him with him everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I cute. think his name's like Augustus Jupiter or some. Some uh, hipster shit like that. So cute. Yeah. So looking Um, forward to that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, how do I describe this epic moment (laughs) in music? Um, But they're going to be here. I don't know if it would... Maybe they'll have somebody appear at the Oakland show, but they're going to be here. I think they said they were going to do like surprises at every show because they're not doing the whole entire country, but they're doing, you know, like bus yeah. cities. Yeah, they're going to be here. Um, they're playing at the Oracle Arena on August 27th. So I'll probably go to that since I've only seen them a handful of times now. Yeah. But I did. I tried to uh, get a wristband to see them when they were in Los Angeles, but that was that was a moot point. 
point. Yeah. They did like a cup. They did a secret show at the Troubadour, and then they did like a house party or whatever. They were just living it up while they were down there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he wants to keep touring until his health can permit. So, um, I say, you know, great. <laughs> More chances to go see you, Mister William Patrick Corgan. Yeah. Uh, let's see, and then there's. I mean, there's always kind of been speculation about Oasis, but Liam's tweets are getting more desperate um, to, you know, make ends meet with his his brother, Noel. Um, And Sky Arts uh, decided to dedicate a whole night to the early days of Oasis. Maybe they felt like that was their that was their offering. They're throwing, you know, throwing their sticks into the fire, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, they have programmed a whole night of telly focusing on the early days of Oasis. The band have long split up, but on August 11th, viewers can revisit the mid-1990s Oh, with live footage and interviews capturing how goddamn exciting it must have been to be a member of Oasis. Uh, Dick Carruthers' documentary, Oasis, There We Were, Now Here We Are, will kick off the evening at 9 p.m., charting the band's heady beginnings, packed with now classic interviews where the Gallagher brothers brag about taking over the world and the frenetic performances that went on to confirm their status as one of the biggest bands of the 90s. Besides the Smashing Pumpkins. (laughs) Besides Hole. Besides New Order. Besides Nirvana. Um, just to be fair, this is from the enemy, so of course they're they're biased. They're a little biased, um, just a tiny bit, just a little, just a tish. Um, Oasis Live by the Sea follows a live recording of their standout concert at South End Cliffs Pavilion on April seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. In Oasis, there we were. Now here we are. A posturing Noel claims our music will stand the test of time. That's a fact. Turns out he was right. <laughs> Their legacy has been proven by recent impromptu mass sing-alongs. Oasis 1995 single, Don't Look Back in Anger, was used to unite crowds struggling to understand the terror attack on the Manchester Arena in May 2017. Noel Gallagher said about the emotional moment, For the first time in my life, I was left fucking speechless. The track was also sung by football fans after the England team were knocked <laughs> off the 2018 World Cup. Oh, you know. Uh, they just weren't as good. Uh, one person who might not be tuning in is Robbie Williams. I almost thought it said Robin Williams. Uh, who recently prolonged... Robbie? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> who recently prolonged his long-running feud with the Gallaghers by declaring that Oasis will reform because of not great solo careers. I feel like they're both doing pretty good for themselves. Um, catch both shows on Saturday, 11, the f- 11th from 9 p.m. on Sky Arts and now TV. All right. All righty. Um, I have, uh, for the last story, mm-hmm. some uh, downright realness from uh, Serge Tankian. Tankian. Uh, System of a Downs, uh, uh, Serge Tankian. There's no law that says the band should be together for a million years. <laughs> End quote. Singer says it's a regressive thinking to put so much emphasis on a band's longevity. Earlier this month, System of a Down made headlines when guitarist singer, uh, guitarist slash singer Darren Malikian and vocalist uh, Serge Tankian 
each revealed never before um, known details about the why the band went on hiatus and why they haven't recorded an album since getting back together. It started when Malakian told Kerrang magazine that Taiki Tankian, oh my god, sorry <laughs> from butchering your last names, didn't even. <laughs> Um, didn't even want to make the band's last two albums, 2005's Mesmerize and Hypnotize. And Malikian also claimed that Tankian couldn't agree with the other band's member on how to approach the band's next album, resulting in a standstill. Shortly after that interview was published, Tankian wrote an open letter on his Facebook page, letting fans know that he was indeed responsible for the band's hiatus, which lasted from 2006 to 2006. 2011, admitting that his heart hadn't in, wasn't into the aforementioned albums in the band at the time. He also confirmed that there was a difference in opinion on what path to take the new album on, which would be System of the Down's first in more than a decade. In a new article published today, August 1st, this is from a few days ago, by Forrest Magazine, Tankian was jointly interviewed by Incubus singer Brandon Boyd, and the System of a Down singer addressed the topic again. When asked why by Boyd if Zoad, which is System of a Down apparently, um, were working on the new music, <laughs> Tankians gave an assertive no as his answer. He went on to say, it's got to be organic. It's got to feel right in every way. But also there's no law that says the band should be together for a million years and have a million records. Actually, if you look over the years as a musicologist of a fan of the music world would, in any way, it probably is probably regressive thinking. Despite their creative differences, Takian has no problem playing shows with Zoad and um, explaining we really enjoy it um, and that's the thing. Over all the years, maybe we'd be better friends because we haven't made a record in 12 years. Hmm. I think creating a new record brings a lot of these intricate personality complex into writing to the surface. But when we're playing, we're like, hey, do you have to... Where, hey, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a couple of months. How's the family? So this move down have a handful of d- dates scheduled for this fall, including a headlining gig at Aftershock Festival in Sacramento. And tickets for the band's shows can be found on the link below. And this is out of consequence of sound. And I'm going to say, like, there's something to that. I mean, um, I feel like when a lot of bands get back together, there's so much pressure for them to make, like, music immediately. And then it kind of, most likely, 90, 98% of the time, sucks. And people just want to hear the originals. People just want to hear the, the hits. Absolutely. Know? So he has he makes a good point and I don't mm-hmm. know if I would be into new system of it I mean I'd be excited about it but would it really be good as good as their other you know their mm-hmm. their hits are mm-hmm. probably not yeah you know and if he just wants to perform the old songs then god that's all I want to hear anyway right and they're gonna make a killing I mean there's a lot of money in all these you know Elton John's last tour the like tickets are astronomical because people are willing to pay a lot of fucking money to hear yeah. those songs live yeah and you gotta admit when most of the times when we did see uh peter hook when he it it was because we knew he was doing a certain album right from the past that's true and we were more excited to hear those songs that we are to i mean even though his solo stuff is pretty good that didn't bring as much nostalgia and as much emotion as you know things from joy division or or new order yeah from the past yes i agree with that god he has so many fucking good songs (laughs) (laughs) 
I well now at least if I if he comes to town next year I have something to ask him about. Yeah, that was kind of my my tagline the pa- past few years. Like, ah, there's so many other assholes I can talk to, and he's yeah. you know he's really busy, but I think he likes to talk yeah. about what he's up to. So yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, and I've you know heard talked to you know people who are in similar shoes who have you know started their solo career just because they want to do something that's different yeah. you know they're not that person anymore hopefully yeah. you know hopefully they've kind of moved on and that was you know a representation of who they were in the past but maybe it you know it also does transfer over but like playing those songs over and over, yeah, and over, kind of and over. But I mean, look at No Doubt, right? Like we were so yeah. excited when they got back together yeah. with Gwen, mm-hmm. and they really didn't produce the album. Any wasn't good, that great? Yeah, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I tried, honey. I tried. Um, and now she kind of got kicked out, and now they're doing their own thing with. I forgot the name of Davey that Havoc band. Something with an A. No, oh, did they change their name? They ch- it's a different name. Because the singer is Davey Havoc from AFI, right? I think right? so, unless it's That's a what, different project. I mean, we read that news story a few years ago, and I was like, <laughs> I don't believe it. What? <laughs> but, What's going on? Um, but whatever, dude. I mean, if they want to sing ska or whatever it is that they want to call it these days. <laughs> it's It would be like fourth or fifth generation ska, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. But look at, you know, Gwen is kind of, she built, you know, she moved on. Yeah. And now she's, you know, bigger than ever. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. She's got yeah. her she's got her man. She's got her She's building an empire. Oh, she's got her man. She's got so her makeup. Manly. <laughs> <laughs> she had her makeup line, yeah. which I still love. I sometimes I'll I'll look like to see if I can find it's like none of it's on sale anymore. Really? Yeah, it's it's completely not online. From Urban Decay? Mm-hmm. Because it was, I think, because it was like a specialty thing. Oh, she just did it for that one. Yeah. Oh, so I'm glad that I that I have it. Yeah. Did I get you that? You did. Oh, I did. Thank you. Yeah. I have a bunch of the lipsticks. I think there was like a few that I wanted that I was like, oh, I'll get them later, and now, now it's like gone. now they're like obsolete. collectibles. <laughs> they're like on Amazon. It's like we're out of stock. We'll yeah. let you know maybe if it's back. It's yeah. Like, you know how. Those jerks. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is a jerk. But you know who's an even bigger jerk? Who? The guy who apparently makes twice as much as him. Who? Putin. Putin is worth, apparently, this documentary on CNN that I happened to watch last week. He is worth double of Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos is like towards the Trillion. Yeah. Yeah. Like 200 billion or something crazy like that. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what's so sad? It's like, if those guys had a heart, right? If those guys, and we were talking about this, um, um, Ryan was actually talking about this because he was listening to a documentary, and they're like, if you put the numbers into perspective, and they they took, you know, the money that, that it would take to solve the world you know the world hunger crisis mm-hmm. the water crisis yeah they would still be billionaires they'd still have a shit ton and of money. they could save the world eight times over with the money with the leftover money that they don't you know like what are you gonna do with all that money you jerk you know like is so this gonna be in a bank like are you just you think like the world is gonna be like like the world's gonna care and like 
maybe like 300 years and your great 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 grandchild is gonna have like you know billions like what why is that a thing like that's something that you should aspire to do some good with that much money i have two words for you shitty personality For instance, you know, LeBron James, who started the school and is, you know, helping, you know, these kids from the same, you know, area, neighborhood that he grew up in. And people are like, well, why isn't he president? Yeah. (laughs) But then the president is shitting all over his his good deed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it just, I think it just shows like there's men like this. There's hope out there. And then there's men like this. Unfortunately, it's more... Um, it's been brought to the forefront because there's, you know, a lot of men that are like Donald Trump and there's a lot of men like, um, you know, these sexual predators that, you know, have been, you know, it's been on the hush hush, um, because people thought that their, their jobs, their livelihood was on the line. Um, so I get that, you know, because of the, the changing tide, you know, it just seems to be happening the past, you know, two years, but it's always been there. That's, I think what we have to keep saying is, oh yeah, they might just be saying something now, but it's actually been around for a long ass time. Yeah. But now that's just, people are more open to talking about it and then And then listening. people are just more aware with yeah. the internet, oh, yeah. you know, we're, we know pretty much a lot of these people have influenced our personal life and, and how much money around, how much money they're making. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's just greediness. I, I don't think there's, there mu- there's much to it, you know, right. like we, we don't know how much money he spends to keep his money, you know, making machine. Like yeah. it's a business, you know, it's a big business. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, so far out of the woodwork, we see how Trump has been, you know, doing his dirty deed with money and how he makes his money. Um, yes. I mean, with Amazon, it's definitely more, you know, convenient, like, oh, we're in the 21st century, but you see, you know, bookstores that have been around for generations. And then I walk down the street at, you know, a mall in San Jose and I see an actual pop-up shop for Amazon. It's like, well, what about the fucking bookstore that I used to go to as a, as a kid? Like I know when I walk into an Amazon bookstore, it's not going to be the same kind of people. It's not going to be the same kind of environment and then the people who work for amazon are going through some of the same things that they would talk about with walmart like living on food stamps not getting a a living minimum wage living out of their car in the parking lot it's like the same fucking thing it's this you can repackage it however you want but it's the same fucking thing yeah it's it's bad it's sick (laughs) it's sick yeah i just i just had to point that out yeah, that Putin is not on the list, the official list, but they were saying that he's probably worth more than anyone on the, um, the the Forbes. I don't know how they rank it. The yeah. millionaires, billionaires, whatever the fuck you want to call. Yeah. So that's pretty scary. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if most of that money was just stolen from his citizens. Oh you know? yeah, no. all those people that he shot down in the plane. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> love it what a great guy Mm. wink wink Mm. um but anyways um i've done a couple interviews over the past few weeks since i've i've seen you despite some of the the health things going on so that was kind of a positive 
way of keeping me going. So um, the next show that we do towards the end of the month, um, I'll be airing some interviews that I did with Mike from A Flock of Seagulls. Oh, nice. That was really cool to uh, touch base with him. Never never thought that would happen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then Nick from Wang Chung. Mm -hmm. There's two, two... of the original members that are still, you know, active. And, um, I had a chance to talk to him and then, uh, John, the lead singer from Dramarama. Okay. He was like right away. Yeah. He was, he was on it. He was ready to t- chat. He was ready to talk. Nice. And they're all going to be at the mountain winery on September 1st. Um, uh, that's Labor Day weekend, so that's coming up in a couple weeks. So, get your tickets now. <laughs> God, how's summer already over? Yeah, and um, I also did some interviews with some more local acts. Um, this guy named LFZ, um, he was in town. I think it was last weekend. He played two shows up here in the Bay Area, um, and then another group. I think they're playing tonight. Actually, they're playing at uh, Concord Pavilion. They're called New Politics. Okay, and apparently the name has nothing to do with politics so I thought that was, that was cool That's I was refreshing. like something new <laughs> alright so let's find um, both of those interviews for you guys and stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio Sean are you still with me? yes yeah. so tell me a little bit more about LFZ and what you've been up to recently um, well, since we've never spoken before, that's probably a really long story. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I am like constantly recording, constantly making music. Um, so like, you know, this new record is kind of just like a selection of, of some stuff that we liked and wanted to include on the album, like. Um, it could have gone many other directions, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, like any given moment, like I don't know what material I'm going to be playing, if I'm going to be improvising or playing, you know, composition, like in a live setting or whatever. Um, right now I'm putting together a, it's like I'm turning my solo project into a duo for for the live shows to support this album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be playing two shows up here in the Bay Area. You're going to be at the Hemlock Tavern on July 27th, and then you're going to be in Oakland on um, Saturday, July 28th. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, the Oakland show is at an art space called Land and Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the address, but you can probably look it up. Yeah. But, uh, that's just uh, LFE and um, this other uh, duo called IE. That should be a cool show because, you know, I, I like being in the art spaces because then you're not, like, uh, dealing with the bar and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the Hemlock show is going to be killer, though. Like, it's like a stacked bill with Jonas Reinhardt and uh, uh, Bill Manley, life coach. Snickers. Snickers. <laughs> that yeah. always brings smiles. <laughs> yeah. And um, did you just release a new album as well? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess this is gonna. We're recording the day before 
it's being released. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, name plus focus is, uh, is out on Apple Pay. Awesome. And where can people find out more about you online? Um, there's a band camp for LSD. Um, and I also run a record label called Stimulus Progression, oh, nice. where I've uh, released my music and a lot of other stuff. So um, if you look up Stimulus Progression, there's a lot of information about LSD and everything else I do. Mm-hmm. But be- I say between those two things, um, that's where you're going to find out the most info. I-, I recently saw that there was like a like an all-music bio written about me that is basically like this all-encompassing, like, perfect history of everything I've ever done in three paragraphs. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so, if you if you want to know, like, don't don't ask me. Go there. Go there. <laughs> Makes everyone's lives a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> and what can we expect from the live show? What are going to be some of the highlights there? Uh, you know, like, it's always been difficult for me to like, fully express the things that I record in a live setting mm-hmm. um, just because I only have two hands. So there's a lot of the stuff, like, I'll improvise and then I'll uh, record all the overdub on that improvising as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did is I, I went back and I figured out how to play all these improvisational recordings and then communicated certain aspects of that to my friend James Finch, who has had a hand in every LSD recording. Uh, he's mixed everything, EQ'd everything. He's, his name is on every LSD release, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. But now he's joining in, and we're going to be playing uh, almost all the music on the new record. Uh, uh, you know, with like, I don't know, I think we have like five synthesizers and um, hopefully uh, it'll uh, all come across as well as it is recorded but I think that uh, where like the highlight will be like sort of expanding on the music that's recorded so I think some stuff will be you know maybe stretched out a little further you know we kind of go into some deeper sonic spaces together nice <laughs> That always makes things a little more interesting. Yeah, and it takes a lot of pressure off me trying to, like, manage all these sounds as one person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it'll be more interesting to look at, I guess, two guys rather than one guy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and how did you come up with the name LSD? Well, that's a, a secret story. <laughs> Only, yeah, you know, like, I, I will reveal almost everything about my work and my process and myself, um, mm-hmm. but that's one of the few things I, I've decided I'm going to keep a secret. So it can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> you still with me? I think he's gone. Can you hear me? Yep. Now you're back. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, I was saying, uh, you know, the music is instrumental, uh, and 
I don't really want to, you know, be trying to tell the listener, like, what to experience when they're listening to the music. So, um, you know, same thing with the name, like, like you can let the, the music and the name sort of create a world of its own for you in your mind. Mm-hmm. And who would you say are your biggest musical influences? That's always a really tough question to answer. Um, you know, I think for this music, like, I mean, it's, it's like probably J.D. Emanuel is a, is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously like Terry Riley, but I don't, I don't hold myself in the same place as Terry Riley as like, as, as a, as a player, you know, mm-hmm. cause he was like an excellent keyboardist. I mean, he yeah. is an excellent keyboardist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not an excellent keyboardist. Um, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a guitarist, but I, like for this music, I use synthesizers. Um, uh, yeah, so J.D. Emanuel, Terry Riley, uh, Robert Fripp, like Fripp and Eno, has always been a huge influence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tangerine Dream, Vangelis. I mean, mm-hmm. all the obvious stuff, like, you know, like, I always, I think that Vangelis and Tangerine Dream are like the, the two best, big, you know, electronic music projects ever, and there's a reason why they're the most popular, too, you know. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to having you here in the Bay Area. Yeah, thanks. Good to talk to you. Awesome. Well, have a great rest of your day. Okay, thanks. You too. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. And that was LFZ. Um, I believe you can find him on Bandcamp, if I remember correctly. And he was up here. He did two shows. He was at the Hemlock. And then he was at this um, artist collective space in Oakland. I can't remember the name of it. Um, But you can look it up online. Um, Again, that was LFZ. And then I did another interview um, with a band called New Politics. And I believe they're playing at Concord Pavilion tonight. And they're playing with a couple other bands there. Um, and this interview I did with Lewis from New Politics. Lewis, are you still with me? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about uh, New Politics and what you guys have been up to recently. Uh, we've been kind of, we just got, we did a headline tour um, right before the summer. And uh, after that, We've uh, really just been working on new music and, um, you know, writing, recording demos and uh, gearing up for another headline run that we have coming up um, in Mm -hmm. the fall. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, in the middle, in between that, we also have these awesome Angry Orchard uh, shows that we're playing on the weekends, which are, you know, great, this great festival that's going on with us, uh, Sublime, and uh, Lupe Fiasco, and it's, it's just been, we only did one show so far, and it's been, it was awesome, it was incredible, so, yeah, we're gearing up, really, for the top of the year, and and uh, looking forward to, you know, playing some more, some new music for everybody, and just hitting the road again. Nice. You guys are going to be playing August 4th at the Concord Pavilion, is that right? Yeah, we'll be there. Have you guys, uh, what is your experience now, uh, playing in the Bay Area? Uh, 
always good. It's always great. But we we have like a special connection to the to the Bay Area specifically because David, not really the Bay. Well, I guess it's the Bay Area. David's dad, uh, the, our singer, he mm-hmm. grew up. He lived in the Bay Area. Oh, um, nice. And I think mm-hmm. it's Sacram- Sacramento is considered Bay Area, right? Or am I wrong um, with that? It's pretty much North Cal. I mean, we're all neighbors. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's David. David's father lives out there, so every time we uh-huh. go to the, you know San Fernando Bay Area, we always try to make it out and uh-huh. say hello. So um, it's cool. It's like a big family reunion, you know, when we go out there. But anywhere, you know, in, in Bay Area, we always have a good time. We we uh, so on the last tour, we stopped our that really famous. It's a very famous venue. We played it a couple of times, but. I don't know. I forget the name. I forget the name of it. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Fillmore. Uh, yeah, Fillmore. That's it. <laughs> we, I know. I can't believe I blanked that. Out. Okay. Uh, we played there a bunch though. We love it. That's like one of our favorite places to play. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Concord is, is a little is a big step up from from the Fillmore. So I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome. Great. That's that's great. Yeah. So tell us um, a little bit more about um, the new release that just came out in the past year. Yeah, uh, lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were. I mean, it's uh, it you know it seems like all of our fans and everyone's receiving it well, and um, you know we love playing the songs. We had a really good time recording. Uh, it was a little hectic at first, or you know, at the, in the beginning of the writing process and recording process. Um, we are coming off of you know another album and another cycle, so we were on the road and you know trying to figure out all the stuff and. Finally, when we had time to get together and write, um, mm-hmm. David and his fiance, his, his girlfriend at the time, they they had a they, she became pregnant. So they oh, David yeah. dropped this big news on us, and you know, of course, me and Soren, being who we are, started to panic at first, and like you know, yeah. like kind of freaked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, we all got to you know our came to our senses, and then everything you know everything ended up working out, and it's been great. And, now we have a fourth member of the band, a little a little girl. Oh, <laughs> she could be like your your mascot. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's the best. She's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, and when we and we and we got you know we continued writing and uh, and uh, everything went well. You know, we had a good time. We worked with a lot of great people. Um, Butch Walker, to name one of them, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. And we're still having fun playing the songs now and. And, uh, you know, we just try to make the records, you know, for, you know, we just hope that our fans and we deliver as, uh, you know, so everyone likes it and we're giving, giving back what they give to us. And, you know, and that's, that's the goal every time that we, we go into the studio and start writing record, writing songs. Nice. And where can people find out more about you online? Uh, you can go to newpolitics.dk, which is our website, uh, Instagram. Same thing. Politics, rock, new politics, rock, Twitter. Uh, we're all over the place. Anywhere where you can find anything on the, you know, we're all over any outlet on the internet. I feel like it would be pretty easy to find you. Sometimes when people are, you know, looking at news stories for politics, there's new politics. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, That's that, 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 I hope that doesn't come up with like you know news. Right. And how did you guys come up with that name? Were you inspired by what was happening at the time? 
Um, no, actually, the name the name was actually created like came about before I was even in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the story, as far as I know, it just kind of came. The, the originally the band was called The Politics, huh. and that's what they wanted to. Go, that's what the name of the band was, and. Mm-hmm. There was like a there was an issue with copyrights or someone had yeah. the, that name already someone owned that name already mm-hmm. and they couldn't we couldn't keep it so at the time David and Thorin coming from the states they had just seen uh, Spinal Tap that that awesome hilarious movie yeah. and there's a whole scene in there where like they're coming up with a band name and it's like they can't be called the originals and they have to be called like the new originals mm-hmm. and or something like that and that's where new politics came. Up in the place, so it really has no relevance. It, it, it's no relevance towards politics whatsoever. <laughs> it's well, just that's, a cool thing. That's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who would you say are your biggest uh, musical influences? Oh man, we, we love we, we love everything. I mean, individually, we all love uh, you know classic rock, I mean, anything from classic rock to, to hip-hop. You know, we really try to draw, uh, influence everything and anything out there. Um, David is like a, comes from like a theater world, like background before he started doing music full-time. So he has a very, very, you know, very heavily influenced on theater and dance, especially that's how he gets, you know, his whole the break dancing background and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, personally, I play drums, so my, my, you know, Led Zeppelin is always a go-to for me. That's always a, John Bonham's always an influence for me. But, you know, we're kind of all over the place. We don't really like to, um, you know, put ourselves in like a category or, you know, and I think that's a, a really good, a great thing about the band is that we're all so influenced by many different things. And when we bring it to the table, it's kind of like a mixing bowl of just everything that we love, and we try to somehow, you know, mold it together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And where do you see the band going in the next few years? Uh, keep putting out albums, keep touring. There's no, you know, we're not trying to stop anytime soon. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to to continue working as hard as we've been and as hard as we possibly can, and... um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the road. You know, just tour, tour, tour. That's what we live to do. That's what we love to do. Nice. Well, thanks so much for your time. It was a pleasure to speak with you. I'm glad it worked out. Thank you. All right. And uh, we'll be seeing you August 4th at Concord Pavilion. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Okay. Me too. Bye-bye. He was actually kind. (laughs) You like the kind one. I really do. There was an interview I did a couple weeks ago that kind of got me down in the dumps, and then I had some great ones after it. So sometimes you have to have some shitty experience, and then you have some great ones after. Yeah. And then some really great ones, like uh, Miss Dr. Frank. Oh, yeah. I'm still starstruck, by the way. <laughs> did you go to his show? I went to the show. That was uh, last week. Yes. And I've only been to Bottom of the Hill twice before that. I saw um, our friend Dean mm-hmm. Tamihira like years ago. And then I went to see um, that other band that we like. They're kind of more like a noise, kind of droney rock sound. I forgot their name. That was a couple of years ago. 
Um, so I don't go there frequently, but there's always like, they have some good shows there. So I was happy to go. Um, Kepi Gooley opened. He was one of the original members from Groovy Ghoulies, um, who was also on Lookout Records around the same time as, you know, Mr. T Experience, Operation IV. You know, they all influenced, um, you know, bands that came later and became really famous, like Green Day, Rancid, you know, that whole Bay Area punk scene. Um, oh, and what I thought was funny was, I guess the whole band, or whoever was originally going to perform with Kepi ditched him. So he kept saying like, yeah, like, I totally just put this together like an mm-hmm. hour ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of reminds me of like, when we do the show, it's like, we we do put a lot of effort into it, but yeah. sometimes it just doesn't go the way that we want it to. Yeah. And then it just maybe sounds like, okay, it, like maybe it sounds great. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then honestly, when you go back and listen to our shows and especially the ones that we are kind of like, you know, we feel like we're a little scatterbrain or it didn't go well or some band comes in and like nothing's working. It actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of confidence somehow that radiates through the, the waves, but I don't know. We we just got it. <laughs> so it was just him, and then the drummer. I kept staring at the drummer, like God, he looks like he might have been famous, or maybe I've seen him in passing. And then, sure enough, it was the drummer from the Muffs, uh, who I didn't realize um, was also who also played in another lookout group. Like he was somehow involved with the Bay Area scene. I'll have to look it up later. But he was in the Muffs, who you know, kind of was making it big in, in the 90s. And I saw them, uh, I think the first time I went to Burger Boogaloo, that was the first time I saw them. And then I saw them one more time at uh, the Uptown. Mm. Didn't I? Yeah, I did. That was a while ago. Before they closed and then reopened again. But I forgot, yeah, he was somehow um, involved with bands, you know, around that time. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and then the second act was, they were like kind of a big draw nerf herder. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them? I, they sound familiar, but I don't remember them. They, I think their claim to fame was the Buffy theme song at the beginning uh, of the show okay. with no lyrics. That yeah. was them. But they have like, like a bunch of people were singing their songs and I was like, did I miss that on my childhood? Like, yeah. I don't know any of their songs, Aww. but they're really, they're really funny. Like they're kind of humorous. Um, there were some other bands that were kind of like that, but they just really reminded me of like, oh, it's like a, you know, a kid growing up in the eighties, nineties, like like us, like kind of feeling awkward, not fitting in, you know, kind of like stranger things or whatever. (laughs) If it was a band, I don't know. Um, freaks and geeks, freaks and geeks. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was kind of funny. Like people are really getting into it, and I'm just like, wow, I really wish I knew more of their songs. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to them on my way home then. Yeah, um, I want to laugh. But yeah, when when Mr. T Experience came on, it was just like, like the kid in me just came out, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna stand here. Like I'm not gonna Take move around, in. and that totally didn't happen. <laughs> um, and and um, Dr. Frank was really nice, and he was like, hey, like thanks for coming, like. I don't know if anyone's ever like done that, like, m- you know, made it known, like, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> like yeah. is this for real? So I was almost in shock because of that. 
but um, no, it was it was great to see him. The only other time that I had seen him live was an acoustic show. It wasn't a rock show. So it was almost like, oh, like I'm seeing it for the first time, but I know all of these songs. It was almost like yesterday. I don't know. It was like I was living in a dream almost, Ooh. if that makes sense. Ooh. Yeah, best shows it ever. <laughs> it was a dream sequence. Um, but it was really fun. Um, I had a good time. Then I bought some things, like I said I would, after the show. And then there was some, I took a lift home because it's kind of like a weirdish area and just trying to, you know, take care of my safety first before anything. And there was a couple that got in the, it was like a shared lift and they were like super nice, like looked at me like, how's your night going? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, am I like a god right now like I, I never get treated this this way but ah. maybe it's like one of those things like you you put the positive energy out there and when you least expect it it, it comes, comes back comes when you back. most need it so i had a good night um yeah i, w- I wish i could have some more of those but <laughs> it's, it's good to have them yeah it's good to yeah definitely it was a memorable evening um i think the next trying to remember the next show i'm going to is steve miller band and peter frampton oh, wow. i conquered pavilion did you buy tickets to that? i bought a ticket when they were they had that sale or whatever at, on live nation where it was like 20 dollars. but they're still pretty cheap i think oh. i'm just a little apprehensive now because of the bart situation but i mean i'll try and find somebody to to go but um i'm like that's kind of like a dream come true right yeah. there seeing the, both of those guys at Concord Pavilion. Um, that's, I think, two weeks from today. Yeah, August 18th. And then I do want to see... Oh, I'm going to see David Byrne. Oh, nice. I thought... I don't know if there's still tickets for that. There's He had a few shows, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be at Bill Graham. That's the one I got a ticket for. Um, he's also going to be at the Fox Theater... And I feel like he's doing like a couple nights there, so it's like, oh, I gotta have see a few him. chances. Oh, I gotta see him now. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see Jack White, but the tickets are a little pricey. Yeah, um, they're they're pricey, and honestly, I don't know if I like a lot of. I like some of his solo stuff. Don't get me wrong, but mm, I don't love it. It was really great to see him to see him live. I'd never seen him before. Where did you, did you see him in Chicago? I saw him at the Arroyo Seco. Oh right, right. He right. was one of the main acts. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's really fun. I mean, he's really good live. Um, but I know his song selections have been getting a lot more of his solo stuff in. Yeah, there was only like two, yeah. maybe three White Stripes songs yeah. in there. When I saw him at Outside Lens, he did a, quite a few White Stripes, but he only had one solo album at the time. So, oh, I you know, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was worth it for me. Uh-huh. But now I'm like, you have three album, three solo albums? Eh, I don't know if I want to listen to the new stuff. Same situation that uh, Serge Takian, whatever, Serge was talking Takian. about. Like, do I really, like, truthfully, I'm a huge White Stripes fan, but as a Jack White fan, I'm kind of like, I like it. But I don't know if I pay money for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of feeling that too. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I wanted to. Tr- I was gonna try and get a ticket to see Beck because he's doing at the indie. It's sold out. Like it's sold like out right away. Brand. Yeah, but um, I am glad I've seen him once. That was kind of a dream to see him. Uh, but I feel like he tours like every so often. Yeah. So oh, he'll yeah. be back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was the only act at Outside Lens. I was like, wow, that would be cool to see him, but yeah. not for 400 Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. <laughs> yeah, just, Outside Lens is just getting a little ridiculously expensive for what it is. You know, I, I feel like back when it was 300 it kind of made sense to pay 100 a day. But now that it's 400 it's like... You guys don't even have bands I want to see, so you're gonna miss it. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be in San Diego, and I'm just gonna be living my life. Um, I'm gonna try to do things that are not not food related for personal reasons, and um, I I don't know what that entails. Like maybe a lot of beach going. Um, definitely a lot of beach going because that's pretty much all there is to do. (laughs) Um, and then maybe just kind of exploring um i really don't explore out of uh south san diego and even then i don't really get out of my house that often um because i'm there to be with family usually but i kind of want to do a little more exploring of of san diego and um maybe explore different neighborhoods go to Balboa park which is kind of like the equivalent of golden gate park here yeah just to find some fun things and uh, rem, you know, forget about outside lands and whatever's going on in San Francisco oh, yeah. next weekend. There's a lot of fun things going on next weekend besides <laughs> outside lands. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm not going this year. So yeah, I'll see my snaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just um, you know maybe one day when I'm healthier, I'll, I'll do a resurgence. I'm not really going to shows right now because I'm can't be on my feet for too long. Um, but I, obviously, I'm. And see, I wanted to go to shows um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and not be in pain, but uh, I'll get there next You'll year. Get there next year. There's going to be a new uh, a new me, hopefully, <laughs> if everything works out. Baby steps, baby yeah. steps. Yeah, super baby steps. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Oh no, I forgot. It'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It'll come back. You can play a couple songs while we think about it i I was thinking there's something else happening in august that i'm missing but i'm sure we'll be back before you know um harley strictly is october yeah oh my god and that lineup's ridiculous yeah there were a couple good ones right Mm -hmm. i forgot who exactly but I saw it brief, briefly, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll think about it. Because I feel like there's, I'm going to a few things in September, and then October there's a few things happening. I think Lily Allen's going to be in town. I got a ticket to see her. Because she isn't, you know, she. the last time we saw her, that was four years ago. Um, so anytime it's like few and far between like that, I try and make more of an effort. Yeah, and she's definitely all over the freaking circuit. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, even on my YouTube, I, I follow, like, a lot of, obviously, like, music channels and stuff like that, and she's doing interviews with Vogue and interviews with, um, you know, Enemy and Pitchfork and Consequences, <laughs> and she's just all over the place. So she's a hardworking working woman, um, and she'll definitely be a good show to, to go see this year. 
She's out and about. I was thinking of going to see um, Ronnie Spector. She's going to be at uh, Stern Grove next week. I'm still on the the fence about it because you have to get there early, and then you really do. Time? There's people who I mean, you really have to get there when the pe- the the good chunk of the people they get there that take the good spots get there at six a.m. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, but that's how dedicated it is. And I'm sure people that live around there go at that early. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. I must be hallucinating, but. Anyway, stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio.
Come on, talk to me. Yeah. Come on, talk to me. 